Hello, Master Deborah here, and welcome again to another wonderful spiritual teaching ministry video for you. I'm coming to you right out of my living room. It is about almost five o'clock in the morning, Pensacola time. The rest of the other part of Florida around the Big Bend is going through a hurricane. But we're not here in this part of Florida. So that's a blessing. But here is another wonderful word of encouragement. It is number 38 of the year 2023. I'm going to be able to finish out this year. My numbers are messed up. But we will end with a word of encouragement each week for the rest of this year. Then beginning in January 2024, I'll start new ones. I try to have a word of encouragement for you each week. I do post them once a week on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on my LinkedIn profile page, and I audio podcast them out to a podcast show, which are all found on the website of this ministry called Agape Love, Love is Here. The website is www.agapeloveishere.org. And there's a lot on there. I haven't kept it up too much lately because there's so much videos and resources children's videos and did you know I also do YouTube shorts now under Pastor Deborah so you go look under that and you'll see a lot of wonderful things for you also I have a children's channel called for children of all ages and I have another one I think it's called a light into the darkness I'm not quite sure and then I'm on Spreaker with a few vid, uh, videos. And I think on Rumble with a few videos. I haven't kept those up very much either. But I'm working on it. I try to record almost every day because then I have to edit them, review them, export them, and upload them. So I'm very busy. I didn't sleep much last night. I was watching a Chinese drama and I was doing a lot of editing and I just slept for about 12 hours the day before so I'm not very sleepy so I got up early this morning to record because then I'll edit all day long and then I'll do the normal things lunch put clothes away rest dinner feed feral cats so here I am, early in this morning. Now, it's almost 5 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. I hope I look okay. Might have a little dark circles under my eyes. But here in this word of encouragement for you, the title of it, Who Hears You in the Day of Trouble? That's based on 
Psalms 20, verse 1. And then I'm going to go to some other scriptures right out of the authorized King James Bible for you. So you'll be a little bit more knowledgeable of what does this mean. When I teach, I have learned to follow the scripture references out. I might go to many different ones. They help to illuminate and amplify what I'm talking on. I'm a slow teacher. It's like I'm talking to kindergarten kids. Trying to explain what a the spelling of a word is. Getting you to associate the picture. Helping you to practice to write. Read it in a book. Memorize it. And then apply it in a story. So teaching takes time. Preaching is something else. It's sort of just declaring with no explanations. But I'm a teacher. I'm called a master spiritual teacher. I have many disciples all over the world. They watch the videos. I tell them to take notes. Their children, teenagers, women in refugee camps, prisoners, gang members, people in the occult, people in different countries and nations. Yes, all in every form of government, and every form of business, and in every language. I am a global spiritual teacher. I can teach on any subject. And did you know I used to be a licensed clinical mental health counselor? I was trying to help you with your mental health issues. And boy, do you have them. I started off in a rehabilitation center, helping people with physical injuries. Then I worked in nursing homes. I did neuropsych testing. On children, teens, and adults. I taught in a college. I gave the GED test. SAT test. I also worked in groups, nursing homes, private practice. Also was an advocate in Washington, D.C. With the American Mental Health Counseling Association. I sat on three different committees the Public Policy and Legislative Committee, went to Washington, lobbied senators and congressmen. Also sat on another committee that worked with universities to help develop the proper curriculum. I worked with college professors on that one. Then I was the chairman of the nominating committee for the officers of the American Mental Health Counseling Association. And at the same time, I was what they call the District 1 representative of the Florida Mental Health Counseling Association. That covered a large geographic location in what we call the Panhandle of Florida. I traveled to Central Florida for board of directors meetings. I held monthly meetings in my area, newsletters. I kept the potential licensed clinical 
mental health counselors informed, as well as the licensed mental health counselors. When you were a licensed counselor, you were able to medically diagnose and treat mental health issues. Mental health issues in that world system were considered biological and psychological, which were medical. I had to learn a lot of medical terms. We worked out of the book called the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. It was the form that we, it was the book that we used to describe your issues, say depression. And it had qualifications we had to ask you about, like how long have you had it? When did it come on? What were some of the behaviors? And we'd give you a number that was associated with that. So when we spoke to insurance companies to get paid, we talked in numbers. And we had five axes that we could diagnose you, could have different ones. You could have two or three different diagnoses at the same time. That was the form that we used to communicate with the insurance companies who would then pay us. I worked with children, mothers. I did groups in nursing homes. I worked with them who had should be in psychiatric hospitals in strokes. I worked with elderly. I worked with the LGBTQTI groups. I worked with those in drug inpatient and outpatient and drug treatment programs. Children. Elderly. I then became a guardian ad litem for children. I was the eyes and the ears for a judge. I was a state victim's advocate certified. I also volunteered with hospice. Got a lot of training that way. Then I also sat with the sexual assault response team in Pensacola. I had sexual assault advocacy training. Then I also worked in the community mental health center called Lakewood. Excuse me, Lakeview. And I worked in the crisis stabilization unit where they took the psychiatric patients from the police who had been Baker acted or picked up. And I worked in the long-term lodges. What did I do? I was a pastor because by that time I had left mental health counseling. But I had enough and I was able to use both knowledge, wisdom, and education from both mental health counseling and pastoral work. And you'll find on the YouTube channel, there's something called the School of Light. And you'll find a lot of videos on mental health counseling and how it's related and pastoral work. So I just wanted to let you know a little bit about me. You may not know, but I am 71. Going on 72, I think in March I'll be 72. Been married probably over 40 years. I have a son who's married, a granddaughter who's going to be about 9 or 10. So I've had a life. Parents are dead, brothers dead. So I've been through death. I've been through marriages, grandchildren. I've been busy. 
And and during those busy years, I wrote books. And I studied. And I learned. I studied some more. Something told me I was going to be helping you one day. Didn't know it was going to be on the camera. Thought it might be in a book. But it turned out this is what I was supposed to do. So here, in today's word of encouragement, got that question for you. Who hears you in the day of trouble? And before I get started, we want to give a big thank you to Zoom Pro. That's who I'm recording through. And to the Yeti microphone, who I'm using, and the Logatron camera. This picture you see here is from Google Free Clipart. And I don't have a green screen behind me. So strange things can happen around my hair. And you'll see back into my living room. Or if I point my hand and it disappears. It's because there's no green screen. I've tried them all. Big ones, little ones, homemade ones, professional ones. Ones that go on the back of your chair. Nothing worked for me. And I usually have a lot to do. I used to even have a big easel back there with a beautiful framed whiteboard and flower stands. And you'd see right into my living room because I didn't know how to put titles on my pictures yet. I hadn't discovered beautiful clip art and free motion videos from Pixabay. But I have now. And I've even been able to add some free music to some of the videos, depending, helping you to set the mood for what I'm teaching on. So here in this word of encouragement, number 38, that question I'm asking you, we're going to start first with prayer. Then we'll get into the scriptures and the teaching. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've brought here to the Garden of Eden today, spiritually, to hear my voice as I teach your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is the true master teacher that Pastor Deborah sits under and is a disciple of. Father, thank you for all those who will hear this on the YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms, and will learn and grow about you and themselves. Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us, that you are doing, and will continue to do, all even through eternity. Can't thank you enough. But Father, thank you for those you brought now, that they may learn and grow, to become all you desire them to be. Please fulfill your Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives and help them understand Isaiah 60 your heart's desires give them a Hebrews 4.12 a spiritual circumcision so their spirit can come up out of the flesh their soul and your light can shine on it without any interference thank you as you teach us now from the word of God In the name of Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. Amen. Okay. We're going to start in Psalms 20, verse 1. Psalms was written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel. 
He was a songwriter, a poet. He wrote and sang, played the lyre, a form of guitar and harp, sort of. And he talks to us. And then we're going to amplify that out into some other scriptures. So let's listen. Psalms 20, verse 1. The Lord hears me spiritually. In the spiritual day of my spiritual trouble. God taught me a long time ago to put the word spiritual spirit in front of words in the Bible. The Bible is a book of spirit and life. Spirit and light. And I didn't understand that for a long time. But I do now. So when you study, also put the word spirit or spiritual in front of the words. King David goes on and says, The name of the spiritual God of Jacob spiritually defends me. Well, that is so helpful right there and teaches us. Who hears us? He said it is the Lord, the spiritual God of Jacob, of ancient Israel. And that takes us to Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs was written by King David's son, Solomon, after he had the spirit of wisdom released in him. So Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a spiritually strong tower. The spiritual us, the forever person, if you are born again in Christ Jesus and a child of his in his family of the kingdom of heaven, It says we run, we come into it, into the strong tower of God, his name. When you have a name, it means your nature, your essence, your character, your identity. So the name of the Lord means, Lord means owner, protector, provider, guard, warrior. King, Master, King Solomon is saying that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and that us, the forever person, can spiritually run into it, come into it, the strong tower of God, into his name, and are spiritually safe. I have done that when I was, the story goes, I was going to go into the chaplain's office at the Brownsville Assembly of God Church that was having a powerful revival. I was going to be talked to about some things. I regularly got in trouble. I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I was coming against some stuff they were doing. And so I knew I had no help. So I'd say, Father, I'm running into your tower. So if I had studied a lot of ancient towers in empires, and I knew what they looked like. I'd run into them in my mind. I'd run into the tower 
of the Lord into his name, his strength, and ask for his protection. Sometimes he'd tell me, when you go to that meeting, don't say anything. And I go, what? I can't defend myself? He says, no, say nothing. Other time it was whatever was coming at me, the words would just fall off. Never really affected me. I still loved them. But I ran, so I know what that means. Now we're taken to 2 Samuel 22. 1 through 4. Samuel was one of the first prophets God used to help ancient Israel sort of get on track. The prophets, Samuel, he was brought up in the church, we'll call it, with Eli. What had happened, his mama could not have a child, so she went into the synagogue and prayed to God said, if you will give me a child, when he's finished weaning from my breast, I will give him back to you. And that was Samuel. So Samuel went into the church under the prophet Eli and the priest, probably maybe five or six. He grew up in there. And he had to learn how to hear the voice of God. He would be sleeping at nighttime. And God would call out his name, Samuel, Samuel. And he'd wake up Samuel as a child. And Samuel would run to Eli and say, yes, sir, yes, sir. Master Eli, what do you want? And he'd go, what in me? What in me? I didn't call you. Huh? So Samuel goes back to sleep. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel runs back again to Eli. He did that two or three more times. And Eli finally realized God was talking to Samuel. So Eli told Samuel, when you hear that voice again, say, yes, Lord, I am here and I am listening. So that is how Samuel started hearing the voice of God. He didn't recognize it. We all hear it as children, either in dreams or we have a little vision. And we have to be helped to know that it's God. So here in 2 Samuel 22, verses 1 through 4, we learn a little bit more. Who hears you in the day of trouble? Verse number 1. And King David spoke unto the Lord The words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him. This is, remember, this is the Samuel, the prophet. He was the one who had first anointed the first king, Saul. And then Saul messed up, disobeyed. Samuel the prophet a couple of times and God said I'm done with him no more no more and sent Samuel to the sons of Jesse well the sons of Jesse maybe four or five of them good looking boys and Samuel looked them over none of them are what God wanted 
And he says, do you have another one? He said, oh, we got that scruffy little, you know, baby out there in the fields with the sheep. But he's really not one of us. He just lives out there with them. So Samuel went out there. Or, I can't remember, maybe it was David was brought to Samuel. In the movie, David, you will learn that when Samuel looked at that young kid, I don't know, maybe he was an early teen. Samuel goes, not him. He's not tall like Saul. He's not handsome. He's ruddy. What's he doing? God, he can't be the king of Israel. And God had to tell Samuel, you're looking on the outside, Samuel. I only look on the inside, on the heart. And that young boy, David, he comes after me in his heart. I know him well. We spend a lot of time together out here in the pastures. And so Solomon knew this about his father. Solomon was the son of King David and Bathsheba. So here in Second Samuel, Samuel Samuel is telling us these words that King David wrote when the Lord had delivered him out of all of his enemies and out of the hands of Saul. David had made a lot of enemies. He was fighting the Philistines who were still left in the land. Killed a lot of them. And even for his marriage with King Saul's daughter, he had to go get the foreskins of about a hundred Philistines as a gift and a dowry to King Saul. And King Saul knew that David had been anointed to replace him. Very jealous. Well, that's what he's meaning there. Solomon knew this story because David told him that when David had trouble, he ran to the high tower into the name of the Lord. Verse 2. And David said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. So who hears you in your times of trouble? The Lord of King David. The rock of King David. King David's fortress. The name of the Lord and his deliverer. The Lord the king of Israel. Verse 3. The Lord God of my rock, in him will I trust. He, God, is my spiritual shield and the horn, the vessel of my victory that I shout through. Over death, It has over death of my salvation. He is my spiritual high tower and my spiritual refuge. He's my savior. You, O oh Lord, save me, the forever person from spiritual violence. It is very clear if you go slow through the Old Testament into some of these leaders who are kings, warriors, 
Don't you ever think that if you become a community leader, a father, a business leader, a government leader, you are a king. Your position requires you to be a warrior, a protector, that your family can run into and be safe. Your hands are safe. Your arms are safe. They can protect. Just remember that. Verse number four. Therefore, I, King David, will spiritually call on, pray to, petition to, speak to the Lord, my Creator, my Father, my Lord, my Owner, my Master, my King, who is spiritually worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my spiritual enemies. Try to remember the Bible is about the spiritual realm and the shadows of the kingdom of the flesh. This is a battle of two realms. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. Here on planet earth we have both. They can be inside of you, outside of you, in nature. They are at war with each other. For your heart, your mind, your praises, who you depend on, who you call Lord and Savior. There's a great battle and you're in it. So have we answered our question of who hears you? In the day of trouble, yes. King David helps us. King Solomon helps us. The Lord. The God of ancient Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of King David. The God of King Solomon. And what were all the terms that King David told us? Who heard him? The Lord, the spiritual God of Jacob. The name of the Lord, the strong tower. Mm-hmm. Got that? The Lord, the deliverer. The Lord, King David's rock. King David's spiritual fortress. And his spiritual deliverer. David goes on and tells us it is the God. The all sufficient one. Of my rock. That's who I'll trust. He's also my spiritual shield. And the horn. The very vessel that I will shout victory through. Over death. And of my salvation. He's my spiritual high tower. My spiritual refuge. My savior. And he saves me. From spiritual violence. And he went on to say. That this Lord. This God. Of his. Ancient Israel. Was his Lord. Owner. 
master, teacher, protector, king, father, owner. He was also his creator, his king, and was worthy to be praised because he would be saved from all of his spiritual enemies. So David tells us, there is someone who hears you in your day of trouble. Whether you're in the womb and death is coming because of an abortion or something happened to the genes or you're in an injury or an accident or you're an infant a child, a teenager you're in war, an adult you're being human trafficked, abused David said it he is my tower, he hears me I cry out even with a moan a tear, a look. I know you think that maybe sometimes what you go through or others, he's not listening, but he is. He's after that forever person, that spiritual part of you. And he's not going to let you go. He'll send somebody into hell. I've been there before to get you. He's gone there. His son has gone there set captives free he'll meet you at the point of death he'll take you before death takes you he will not leave you alone even at that moment when no one else can be there and no one else can help you he is there he's vowed that in his own heart he will not lose one of you not even at death. You may not know him. You may not have ever called on his name. But he's looking for you. He may not have had you in your earthly life. But at death, he's right there. Take his hand if you have to. And you will be with him. I'll come into hell and get you. I'll come into the womb and get you. I'll come when you're in a coma. Almost taking your last breath. You're not alone. And he hears you. In your day of trouble. And that is your word of encouragement for today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for King David and King Solomon, that through them you have spoken to us your words of love, hope, saving. And you've let us know that you hear us in our day or our days of trouble. That you will not leave us alone even at death, whether it's in the womb or any time. We are out of the womb. Father, thank you for letting us know that you are there and you will help us from all of our spiritual enemies. Thank you for being with us and loving us and coming into our world 
of darkness and fear and death to help us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you again on the next Word of Encouragement. Bye.